Hi, this is Jeremy Sullivan. Our audio cast today is with Sean Smith of the National Parks and Conservation Association. We're talking about Park Service listening sessions and winter storm damage. Please join us. March 22, 2007. There's an incredibly tragic story coming from Mount Rainier National Park this week. A couple who had been on a weekend camping trip in the northwest section of the park died when they fell into the very swift current of a swollen creek. They had waited an extra day before trying the creek crossing back to their car, but even then the Ipsit Creek remained just as intense. The bridge over the creek was gone, washed away in winter flooding. The only option was to make the crossing by climbing across fallen trees. As they moved across the log, the woman fell. Her husband then quickly removed his pack and jumped in, attempting to save her. I just find this story incredibly sad. A week ago, I sat down with Sean Smith, the Northwest Regional Director of the National Parks and Conservation Association. One of the things we talked about was the damage from the November storms, and the risks now involved with hiking in Rainier. Also, in the interview, we discuss the ongoing Park Service listening sessions, and we finish with some information about a current photo exhibition at the MPCA Northwest office. We here in the Northwest all experienced an amazing storm in November, and、um, flooding here in the cities. But the parks really took a big hit, didn't they? Can you tell me a little bit about what the MPCA is doing、uh, with these parks, and and maybe a little bit about what kind of damage they sustained? Well, we can start with that. The damage,、um, in many instances, was unprecedented. The、uh, Mount Rainier, for example, saw 18 inches of rain in in 36 hours. I mean, rivers that. You know, it had historic you know water levels on them. It's just un- I've seen pictures of just the the, the rivers up there.、Um, you know, at a at a strong、uh, flow level, they kind of meander through the the、uh, river channel. And in this instance, it filled the entire channel. I mean, this is just un- I can't even imagine how much water was coming off that mountain. But、uh, when that happens, that water's got to go somewhere. And in many instances, it was going over roads. It was going through.、Um, Maintenance areas,、um, you know, wiped out bridges. It, it took out campgrounds. Entire campgrounds disappeared at, at Mount Rainier.、Um, Park Service is afraid that they've lost almost every one of their backcountry、uh, bridges. You know, things like that. So,、uh, the damage to human infrastructure is significant.、Um, again, at Rainier, we're looking at, at a minimum of thirty-six million dollars for to, to make the repairs.、Uh, For all the Northwest National Parks, including Olympic and North Cascades, it's closer to maybe forty-five or fifty million dollars, and that doesn't even include the stuff that we'll probably find as the snow melts and then reveals even more damage. So,、um, so it, it, it's an unprecedented, significant experience that you know we are going to have to deal with. And if the parks are going to be remain accessible, and an Unbelievable amount of of work is going to have to be done. And to the Park Service credit, they already are doing quite a bit on on reestablishing re- those roads, building bridges,、uh, shoring up campgrounds, that type of thing.、Um, 
in light of that, though, the Park Service quickly realized that they can't do this on their own. This is this again is an unprecedented event. They're going to need the help of not only you know the Park Service but um, the federal government. The Congress is going to have to get involved, and the American public is going to have to play a, a significant role. We're going to need an army of volunteers to, to help, and there's going to be something for everyone to do, whether it's writing their congressperson, whether it's you know taking a Pulaski out there and, and working on the trails, or writing a check. I mean, there's something everyone can do. So one of my favorite trails in all the uh, park system is the Wonderland Trail, which uh, encircles Rainier. Any chance I can hike that this summer? Well, you can hike it. Um, it's probably going to be a very different experience than what you've had in the past. Um, the Park Service is... Uh, predicting that every one of the backcountry bridges has been washed out. So uh, any one of the storm or any one of the um, stream crossings, you know, if it's fairly significant, um, it could be a little hairy. Um, so they've, the Park Service has said if this is your summer to do your once-in-a-lifetime Wonderland Trail trip, you might want to consider postponing that. However, if, if you're someone who is more experienced, has done it before, you can still do segments of it. Or, you know, if you want an experience that's going to be – you know, very unique. Um, you may be out there all by yourself, and you feel comfortable making significant stream crossings. Um, they're they're not going to stop you from doing that. Um, but just know that it's going to be very different than maybe something that someone's done in the past. I'm uh, I'm particularly interested in these listening sessions. Um, I think it's a, a great opportunity for folks around the country maybe to get their voices heard yeah. for really a, a neat event and to help spend $300 million a year. And now, as I understand it, $100 million goes to operations uh, over 10 years, and then $200 million go to the special projects, 100 of which is from the government, 100 in matching funds. Right. The Park Service is, is looking at identifying a number of these signature projects that, that uh, these special funds would go to. In, in, uh, they are working on developing their list, and I guess, in, an, in again, in essence, what NPCA would like to see is that these signature projects that they work on um, are projects that provide a level of excellence to it, um, for lack of a better term. It, it, you know, while maintenance and things like that are important, we'd like to see these signature projects actually move toward this centennial initiative, which says, what do we want them to look like 100 years from now? So while we do need to continue to keep the lights on and things like that, we are advocating that that money actually go toward projects that, that put us toward a path that is sustainable and, and looks like what it should look like 100 years from now. So big-picture projects, you know, um, in some cases maybe once-in-a-lifetime type projects. And we're hoping that the Park Service has, has got their thinking caps on and, and their imagination caps on and that they're thinking really big, and, and I think in many cases they are. One of the things you had touched on in that last answer was the maintenance backlog. Now, we, we've heard a lot about that over the last, you know, say 10 years or so. Um, but uh, I think in a lot of the excitement for the centennial, that is maybe being pushed, <laughs> pushed aside to talk about fun things. Yeah. So in the opinion of the MPCA, um, as far as you know, what, what are the plans to address the maintenance backlog? Because I don't hear that the Centennial um, Initiative is really geared to, to help with that. Is that correct? Uh, it is and it isn't. Um, I mean, the, the Centennial Initiative, obviously, they want to hear about, again, what people think the park should look like 100 years from now. And if they're not properly maintained, there won't be a system to, to pass over. So any... I would encourage people to go to these sessions and come with 
you know, the broadest possible um, thoughts about how the park should should be managed and, and thought about and, and maintained. And obviously, the maintenance backlog is a, is a significant issue. Um, kind of like what you said, it's not really sexy, but it is something that has um, uh, penetrated the the collective consciousness. I mean, you got Congress people quoting numbers that you know the Park Service is short eight hundred million dollars a year. Um, we're looking at um, a maintenance backlog of up of, upwards of you know depending upon who you quote four to eight billion dollars. Um, uh, so, you know, obviously we're excited that the operations budget and the park's overall budget is, is going up, um, but we're going to be working with Congress as well to say, you know, and these more traditional day-to-day things need to be dre- addressed as well. I mean, the the president promised to eliminate this maintenance backlog, so uh, he's got a little bit more time, um, but we'd like to see them make significant efforts and in, in progress toward toward doing that because, again, you know, people come to the parks for a certain experience, um, kind of like what we did when we were growing up. And if campgrounds aren't open and toilets don't work and, you know, things like then the roads are potholed, that's definitely going to have an, an impact on people's experience. Um, and they may choose to go elsewhere. And so uh, at a minimum, we just we need to have, provide a, a basic level of service and, and um, support. And then the parks will speak for themselves and, and do the rest. I know, Sean, that you're preparing a special exhibition here at the Northwest office about the storm damage. Can you tell me a little bit about this exhibit? Yeah. Again, with um, the support of REI, we got the idea that, well, what role can NPCA play? What unique part can we can we do? And one of the things that we're very good at is is bringing additional attention to, to issues. And we have this unique space here that allows us to uh, display art and photographs and things like that. And so we decided uh, several months ago to have a show about the storms. Um, we've got um, several dozen images up about the impact of the storms, but also images of what the parks look like before the the um, floods, and we'd like to see ultimately move back too. Um, so we're hoping to bring you know additional attention. We're hoping that the public will come out and see the show, which we're calling... Um, uh, national parks under the weather. How you can help, um, because again, in, in uh, this this job is so big that there's not any one particular entity or individual that can fix it. We're going to need the help of everyone. So we think it's a really kind of innovative and, and catchy way of, of drawing additional attention to this problem because you know things change. You know, as the summer comes along, people are going to be going on vacation or they're going to be doing you know getting wrapped up in their own lives. The storms back in November are going to seem very distant, but they're not. I mean, the, the parks are still dealing with the, the impacts. Um, and so we need to continue to remind people, oh, hey, it's, it's, this is still here. It's still relevant. And, um, oh, by the way, a lot of work still needs to be done. It, it's opening uh, March 15th and will run through June. So come on down and see us. Thanks very much to Sean Smith and the MPCA for providing time for this interview. This has been show number two.